Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Adeyemi. Content in Niagara, we want to say welcome. Come on, those in the live audience, put your hands together for those tuning in from the nations of the world. We want to say we love you, we appreciate you, thank you for choosing Royal House this morning. And of course, our local content, we want to welcome you also, all the from the 12 cities in the Niagara region. Come on, let's celebrate our people once again. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Royal Voices. Hallelujah. Trovian, it's nice to see you this morning. It's your first time here. Come on, let's appreciate Trovian. We are, we are increasing. Thank you, Jesus. Trovian joined the church a few months ago. I want to say just before the COVID, and thank God you're already part and parcel of this ministry. God bless you. And we want to trust God for as many of us that are still sitting on the benches, there's room to serve. Hallelujah. And uh, you are welcome to serve in the house of God. I don't love you to be a visitor every day. I love visitors only once in this church. After you have visited once, you have become a member of the family. Isn't that so in Royal House? Praise God. Now for you to be intentional about you being a member of your family, it's always encouraged that you serve. There are about uh, 40 channels in this church, 40 platforms of service that you can find a place to serve. You can do something in the house. One of the ways you know that you're a member of a house is when you participate Praise God. The reason why people choose hotels is because it's not a permanent residence. You know when you go to the hotel, they'll take care of your bed sheet, they'll take care of your pillowcase, they'll take care of everything you want. Praise God. But when you are in your home, especially as a younger person, there's something called, it starts, I don't want you to tell you what it starts with, but there are shows to be done. Isn't it so? Praise God. And when you are doing the shows, yeah, you say, this is your house. Praise God. There are chores to be done in this house to be part of the house. Amen. Come on, clap for yourself this morning. You are in God's house. Now, going straight into the word of God, we had started a series last week on godliness is profitable. We did the foundation of it last week. We did the part one of the, of the, the godliness being profitable in the first service. And we said all together, there are four benefits. There are four things that godliness ensures. Number one, it ensures protection. Number two, it ensures promotion. Protection and promotion. If you want more details on that, you can go on the website later or on the app or Spotify. You can listen to the part one. How through godliness you can attain protection for your life, for your home, for your family. You can attain also promotion. But in this last service for this Sunday, we want to take two more things that we gain by exercising ourselves unto godliness. Shall we bow down our heads to pray? Everlasting Father, we thank you because the entrance of your word brings light and it gives understanding unto the simple. 
Thank you for how much you blessed us in the first service. And now in the second service, I'm asking you to open the heavens. Let the word of God come like a guided missile. Let it go into every area of our lives that need you. Let it mix with faith in our hearts to produce the intended fruits you have desired of our lives even before the foundation of the world. Let our lives never remain the same. We give you the glory and praise. Let the blessings be ours. The same power present in this auditorium. Let it be present in the nations of the world as many viewing us online. The same power present here. Let it be present with them in their living rooms, bedrooms, and every other room they are in. Let your name be glorified. Let there be salvation today. Let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Let what you say will happen where your word is being preached. Let it happen today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We have been exalting, challenging ourselves on the fact that godliness is profitable. The word of God makes us to understand that when we live godly lives, we bring profit to our lives. It's, an, it's a thing that when we do, when we practice, because the Bible says exercise in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, he encourages us to exercise ourselves in godliness. It tells you that godliness is a thing, it's a doing thing. It's a, it's a thing you practice again and again. It's a thing you train yourself in. It's a thing you give yourself over to. It says when you practice godliness, it says it is profitable in all things. In how many things? In all things. Godliness affects every area of your life. It affects your academics. It affects your professional career. It affects your home. It affects you being a good husband, being a good wife. It affects your, your business, your finances. It affects your health, your wealth, your, your posterity, your prosperity. It affects you in every area of your life. That's why the Bible says and emphasizes that godliness is profitable in all things. Not just in one area, in every area of your life. And this emphasis that God is giving us unto, especially in this month of growth, divine growth, he wants us to grow in the area of godliness. He wants us to grow in the area of our spirituality. One of it is godliness. Godliness is one of those things the Bible says you should add to your faith. In 2 Peter 1, verses 5 to 7, he said, after his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, he said, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these promises we might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. That's verse 4. Then in verse 5, he begins to tell us, add to your faith virtue. Add virtue. Add goodness to your faith. Yes, you have received this faith, but it is your responsibility to add to your faith. He said, beside all this giving diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue, knowledge. Verse 6. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. See, it's one of the things, one of the seven things, seven things were listed that we should add to our faith. If you get to the end in verses 9 and 10, it begins to tell you, if you do all these things, you will never fail. If you do all these things, you will never fall. Because it's part of the ingredients of your journey in life. It's part of the godly responsibility given to us as believers 
Godliness will not drop from heaven for you. It is your own responsibility to pick up godliness and apply it over your life. What is godliness? I've talked about it earlier today. Godliness is when you make up your mind to do things the way God wants it done. That's godliness. Applying the principles that what God would do if he was in your own shoes. That's godliness. You can call it God-likeness. Doing things like God will do them. Praise God. That is a call. That is a responsibility. And the Bible says when you do or you operate your life that way, it is profitable. You will have profit. It will benefit you. You will be of the better. Praise God. And we started looking at four areas. We saw that you will enjoy divine protection. You just be protected. You are divinely exempt. We looked at Psalm 91 in the first service. <coughs> Excuse me. That there are some good things, great things, that will be happening to you in the area of protection. You enjoy protection. The, the pestilence that flies at noonday, destruction at night, the Bible says you'll be exempt. Praise God. E.G. COVID-19, you'll be exempt. Praise God. Why? You're practicing godliness. And we say godliness is what I'm all about what he has done. Faith in what he has done. It's not about your doing. It's not about your living holy. It's about faith in what he has done for you. That's where godliness begins. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see that. That godliness is profitable. God, you want, God wants you to, to be godly. First Timothy 4.15. Let's quickly see that. That one even propels us to see another dimension of godliness. That your profiting will appear to all. He said, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them. What does he say? Godliness. Give yourself wholly to godliness. Be a dogma. Be insistent that I will do it God's way. It doesn't matter how many people say the other way is better. God's way is better. The word and the spirit will always produce life. Hallelujah. We'll always produce things God the way God wants it. I will do it God's way. I will have faith in God. Praise God. And look at it. He said, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly unto them that your profiting, your result, your plus in life will do what? Will appear to all. It will no longer be hidden. Man, you can't just be ignored. Glory be to God. You can't just be ignored. Praise God. When you can't be ignored, how many people know it's a good feeling? It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. I, every time I experience, I can't be ignored. It's a good feeling. Praise God. There was a time in 2010, one car just came out. It's called Camaro. Have you ever heard of the car called Camaro? Wow. Don't mind me. Just borrow me a few minutes. I like cars. Amen? You can like your own things. This is my own hobby. Amen? Now, I went to a place called Texas. I flew into Texas, but there were some things happening in Texas that same day. And I had to get to where I was going because the general overseer of this mission sent for me. And there were no cars in the... If you've been to Texas several times, I mean, before, you find they only have one spot where you rent the cars. It's near the airport, and uh, all the cars are just there. But getting there, a place that has 
normally, naturally, over 4,000 cars are there to be rented. There was not one single car available except this latest Camaro. My God. I said, okay, how much is it? They said, this one is $290 uh, plus, plus my discount. I had some discount. They said $290 for, no, what is $360 for a day. I didn't like it again. But anyway, I didn't have any choice, so I had to pick it up. Okay, going. But I entered the car. In fact, the way I was going, boom, uh-uh. boom, boom. I said, okay, we're going somewhere today. Praise God. As I was going, I lie not in the Holy Ghost. Almost every car on the road, its eyes right. You must check me out. You must check. Now, all of a sudden, I started feeling important. That, wow, I, I, this is good. Praise God. I'll go again. Boom. The car is so smooth. You don't even, it's a machine. You are not driving it, it's driving you. Praise God. So, I got to where I was going. I finished up. Then I saw one of my old pastors. I was so excited to see him. He said, okay, number one, where I parked the car. It was, con American convention was going on. All the young people in the convention, they were just, they would find a way to come near my car. It wasn't mine, it was borrowed. <laughs> they would find a way to come out. Oh, the car was creating attention all over. There was a time I got lost, I parked in a gas station. The attendant, you know, he's supposed to stay, the he came out to see me. Yes, can I help you, sir? I said, really? Everybody filling their tank, they were just looking. Now that, praise God. It's good to have attention. Amen? Okay, I'm coming. I know you are pretending you are holy now. You don't want to show uh, the good things of life. Now, after I finished the whole trip, I said I met one of my old pastors. He came inside the car, joined me, and we wanted to discuss something, so we decided to go for a ride. I said, there's something about this guy. He said, what? I said, look at everybody around. They are going to be looking at us. And truly, when we were going, boom, everybody, eyes right, eyes right, eyes right, eyes right. I said, I said, I said it's a good car. I said, yes, it's a good car. I wish I can buy something like this. Praise God. I won't tell you the remaining story because after I found out the price, I didn't like it again. All right. Now, that is one. Two, the second one happened to me of lately. One of my sons, I mean of late, one of my sons decided to bless me, blessed me with uh, a good shoe. Naturally, if I'm going to go to the store and buy a shoe, I will not pick this shoe. I will not. It's not my choice. The same way that Camille was not my choice. I wouldn't go naturally and buy, but I enjoyed the attention, okay? Now, the shoe that this guy bought for me, I'm sure you know the name. I didn't know the name before, but because of the comments I was getting from everybody, I had to go and learn the name of the shoe. Uh, it's called Hugo, Hugo, Hugo. Uh, Hugo, uh -huh. you see the young people already responded. They know, they know. I don't know Hugo. Praise God. I put on the Hugo. Naturally, I just put it on that day. But every young adult 
that saw me. They said, Pastor, you're looking good. Pastor, you're looking good. Pastor, you're looking good. I said, really? Even my shoes that I thought I was looking, no, I didn't get comments. It's this one that I would not even choose for any reason. I'm getting all the comments in the world. Now, even the executive assistants in church that does not talk at all. That day she saw me, she said, ah, Pastor, this is good. I said, what is good? He said, this. <laughs> you know, uh, attention, getting attention. Get, now, why have I given those two examples? You see, in life, when the increase and the progress of God begins to come to you, you cannot be ignored. You cannot be ignored. People who knew you before will have to pause a little bit. Wait a minute. Is that not Uche? I know Uche. Praise God. Is that not him? You know, when they saw Jesus, they said, is it not the capital song? How come he's... How come he's uh, manifesting the glory of God this way? How come demons are obeying him? How come, how, come, how come he's speaking with so much authority? Isn't this the carpenter's song? I speak over your life in this season. Your prophet will appear to all. In times past, you might have been ignored. But you are moving to a level and a season, you will no longer be ignored. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, godliness is profitable. It is profitable. Now we are going to go into the last two of the profit we are going to see when we apply ourselves unto godliness. Number one which is number three in the series. Godliness ensures prosperity. When you choose to live a godly life, you will prosper. I said you will prosper. When I talk about prosperity, I'm not talking about anything other than the supply, the abundant supply The abundant supply of good success. The abundant supply of good success in every area of our lives. Abundant supply. Everybody say abundant supply. Not scarcely supply. Abundant supply of good success. That's what prosperity is. Prosperity is good success. There are successes, but they are good success. And godliness can bring it in. Praise God. For example, the Bible says that as long as King Uzziah sought the Lord, the Lord God himself caused him to prosper. Let's see that in Second Chronicles 26 verse 5. As long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God caused him to prosper. God caused him to move forward. God caused him to advance. What was the godliness he was exercising? He was, he was seeking the face of the Lord. That's godliness. That's an exercise. Praise the Lord. The Bible says exercise yourself unto godliness. That's a godly thing to do, to seek God's face. And the Bible says there was a result. There was a prophet that came to him because he sought the Lord. He said he has not called the house of Jacob to do what? To seek him in vain. 
So when you seek the Lord, there is a profiting that comes. Are you listening to me? He sought the Lord God in the name of Zechariah, who had understanding of visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, what happened? God made him to prosper. Who made him to prosper? God himself? No. God made him to prosper. He had invoked another force upon his life because he sought the Lord. This is not a popular message in these last days. Seeking God has become like an antique in the body of Christ. Seeking God is what should be our normal. If, you, if, if there's anything that should be normal in your life as a Christian, it's the pursuit of God. It's pursuing God. Praise God. Seeking God is godliness. Seeking God is doing the things God expects of you to do, to seek his face. In the early days of Joshua's ministry, when Moses' leader was gone and it was time to replace Moses, can you imagine who can be in Moses' shoes? A man who saw God face to face. It was a difficult shoe to enter into. Are you listening to me today? But God told Joshua exactly how to be a good success in the journey and in the assignment before him. Let's turn our Bibles to Joshua 1.8 and see godliness being introduced again. Oh, help me tell your neighbor one more time. Godliness is profitable. Listen to me. You can win by righteousness. You can win the way of God. Hallelujah. You can win by righteousness. It doesn't matter how many people are saying God's way is not popular. God's way is not the right way. I can get it done better for you if you don't have to do it this way. But listen to me. Godliness is profitable. Do it God's way. That's the way that is sure. That's the way that is direct and sure. Joshua 1.8. Are you there? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for then, for then, for then, you have to do some things and this will be your result. This will be your profiting. What are the things we have to do? This book of the law, the word of God shall not depart from your mouth. That's exercise. That's godly exercise. Putting the word of God in your mouth. Training yourself with the vocabulary of God. Changing your lingo to the lingo of God. That is godliness. Some people's, some people's speeches are not godly. Some people's jokes are not godly. Some people's sayings are not godly. If out of every five sentences, you have to use the F word three times, that's not godly. Are you listening? Using Christianese on Sunday morning and getting out there on Monday and changing your language to all the Fs, that is not godly. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need to change, reconstruct the lingo that is coming out of your lips. It needs to be godly. Your behavior needs to be godly. Your character needs to be godly. The way you do things ought to be godly. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? Exercising yourself unto godliness. This is the way of success for him. He said, this book of the law, the word of God, must not depart out of your mouth. There are things you cannot say. It might be okay to say, okay, for example, I, I just joke around some words. They say, oh, I can't wait to see you. Have you heard words like that? I can't wait to see you. I said, please wait. You can't wait. It means something else. Praise God. Even though you know it can mean what it means, we know what it means, but what I'm saying, is those, are the, those are the ways you begin to exercise yourself unto godliness. You exercise yourself. You change your lingo. There are some words it might be acceptable to the world. It's not acceptable in your own world. Are you listening to me? Say, okay, you're on top of the elevator. I mean, you've heard this several times. This happens to me every time. I go to places, go for meetings. They say, are you going down? We're on maybe the 10th floor. Are you going down? I'll say, no, I'm going downstairs. There's a difference between going down and going downstairs. If you agree with them that you are going down, don't be surprised if things start going down. Because you've agreed. Amen? Going downstairs. Check every word. Because you will not say before an angel it is an error. The words you say is going to come to pass. Praise God. Power of life and death is where? It's in the tongue. I was talking to somebody of recent. He said, my headache, my headache. I said, congratulations. It is all yours. My headache, my migraine, my headache, my migraine. Ah, ah. You have so much personalized it that even if he wants to go, you call it back. Praise God. God forbid it's not yours. This book of the law will not depart what? From your mouth. Whether I'm joking, whether I'm sleeping, whether I'm awake, whether I'm gisting, whether I'm talking, whether I'm sleeping, whether I'm resting, whether I'm walking, it will not depart from my mouth. Hello? That's exercising yourself. That's godliness. Exercising yourself to godliness. But I will meditate upon it when? Day and night. Every time. I must have the word I'm chewing. I must have a scripture that I'm meditating on. That I'm believing God for light to come. I will be the head and not the tail. I can meditate on that all day. Praise God. I was sharing an illustration this morning. Some people didn't know where that came from. That was the word this morning for me. I would be the head and not the tail. I would be the head and not the tail. And as I was preaching this morning, a picture, I saw a picture of what it means to be the head and not the tail. Did you enjoy it when I shared it? on the, Yeah, it made me also good. Praise God. And that's it. Meditate on the word day and night. What will happen? That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Observe to do, observe to do, observe to do. You are a doer of the word and not a hearer only. The word of God now says, after you have done all these things, say, then you will make your own way prosperous. You will bring prosperity into your life. Why and how? Because you have practiced godliness. You have stuck to godly principles. And automatically prosperity will come. You will make your way prosperous and you will have what kind of success? Good success. This is the only place in the Bible you'll find the word good, good success. That's the only place. That's the only place you'll find good success. You want good success? 
and follow the principle. Stay with the word. Stay with godly principles. What are the things saying here? Meditating on the word and acting on the word is the way to make your life prosperous. Meditating and acting on the word. Meditating, staying with the word, acting on it, doing what it says you should do. That you make your way prosperous. Hallelujah. Godliness is profitable. When you are meditating on the word, you are exercising yourself unto godliness. When you are acting on the word, you are exercising yourself unto godliness. And at the end of the day, the result is that you will have good success. Can I hear your amen? Praise God. That's the way to make your way prosperous. That's another way of saying godliness is profitable in all things. Praise God. Paul made a similar statement in 1 Timothy 4.15. Let's see 1 Timothy 4.15. Wow, wow, wow. Are you being blessed? Okay. Let's go. It says, meditate upon these things. Give thyself holy to them that you're profiting. That you're profiting. Your gain will appear to all. And I'm telling you, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. When you have proofs to show you serve a living God. It's a good feeling. It's priceless. How many people have been there when God answers your prayers? Huh? How many people have been there when God answers your prayer? There was a lady calling me of recent. Of what happened? Uh, the lady had... Uh, taken in, and it had been a few months, and, uh, and uh, something happened. Uh, they had a trauma situation. She had to go to the trauma center. From the trauma center, they called me, she and her husband. They are not in this town. They called, they said, Pastor, sorry to disturb you. We have a threatening situation and so on. And they said, oh, the baby, they said they can't hear the sound of the baby or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Said, okay, is your husband there? Yeah. Grabbed the phone. We went, we calibrated the atmosphere, calibrated everything that needs calibration, exercising ourselves onto godliness. We were applying godly principles. What God says, we will not cast our young. They will hear. So they said, no, she should go back home and come back. Praise God. And by the grace of God, she went back. I think two days after, we were still exercising ourselves onto godliness. Now, <clears throat> when she went there, when she went there, and they, 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 they put the ultrasound there, and they put the thing in her ear so that, yeah, 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 oh, they were, she heard the sound beat of the, of the baby. Oh, come and see this lady. She was so excited. God has heard my cry. God has answered my prayer. You know why she was there? She had lost the baby before. So she knows the pain. She couldn't take it again. But see, when the Lord answered her prayer, she was full of joy. Her prophet had appeared. You will have proofs that you serve a living God. In the time of trouble, when you call on him, he will answer you. I said he will answer you. Oh, say that amen very well. In the name of Jesus. Your profiting will appear to all. It will appear. And I tell you once again, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Is it for show off? No. A thousand times, no. It's for you to have that confidence that you did not believe in fake 
you believed in reality. The God that you serve is not a fake God. He's not a man that will lie. He's not the son of man that will repent. As he said, he will not do it. As he spoke, will he not bring it to pass? Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Godliness is profitable. And you can win by righteousness. If you believe that, say good amen. Praise God. He said, meditate upon these things that your profiting may appear unto all. In other words, as you meditate and practice the word of God, everyone will be able to see you prosper in every area of your life. Everyone. It's not hidden. We are not in a court. We are not in a court. It's not hidden. It's going to show forth. And your life will show. I said your life will show. That you serve a true and living God. Your life will show. Amen. Lastly, which is the fourth thing that godliness ensures is called perpetuity. Perpetuity simply means long life. And this is where I was coming to when I said, this is good for you to know, Royal House. Why we say we don't die but live to declare the glory and counsel of God. The Bible teaches that godliness ensures perpetuity. That means God promises those who serve him a long life on this earth and eternal life with him. In Psalm 91 verses 14 and 16, Psalm 91, 14 and 16, please meditate on this when you get home as well. God said, because he had, because he has set his love upon me, that's in verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, go to verse 16, he now concludes, he said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, because you have set your love on him, godliness again. That's godliness. Exercising yourself unto godliness. Many people don't know when we say, lift up your hands. Like this morning when we were encouraging ourselves to thank him, to use our voice. That's godliness. You are exercising yourself unto godliness. That's what God expects of you. That's God, what God would do if he was in your shoes. Hallelujah. Now, here is another one. In Psalm 91 is full of exercising yourself unto godliness. He said, he said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and he will, he will what? Say of the Lord, the Lord is my. So when you are saying all those things, the Lord is my refuge, is my fortress, is my, and in him will I trust. What are you doing? You are exercising yourself unto godliness. Confession is an exercise unto godliness. That's what you are doing. You are being godly. Are you getting it? Aha. Uh -huh. That's what you do. Praise God. Praise God. So in Psalm 91 here you see, because you have set your love upon him, what did he say he would do? He will satisfy you with what? With long life. And he will show you his salvation. This is our debt. This is our secret in the royal house. If there's anything in our core values, it is the presence of God, love, and excellence. But if there's one core of the core in this house, who can tell me what it is? Huh? Love. Only one person is telling me. It's love. 
You can't walk into this church. You can't walk into this ministry. And within the next 48 hours, not feel that there is something about love in this place. This is our crumbs. This is our call. That's why in this ministry, in this church, we don't tolerate anything that will come against that love. We tell you there is no offense here. If you're offended, go and forgive. There is no room to harbor it because it's a destroyer. We don't want him here. We will lose too many things if we harbor him. That's why love is our watchword. I tell, I tell it and I say it humorously. The person that will offend me, that I won't be able to forgive the person, has not been born. Praise God. I say it humorously. Because it would be, it's too costly to hold anybody in. It's too costly. God says, if I, if I do that, he won't hear my prayer. Can you imagine me coming on Sunday, praying for all these people, and no prayer is answered? What am I doing? What am I living for then? Praise God. So it's too costly. Tell somebody it's too costly. Let that person go. It's too costly. Say it. Oh, you don't know. Okay, forgive that person. It's too costly. Praise God. Let it go. Live a life of freedom. Live a life of freedom. Live a life full of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The Bible says offense will come. Yeah, it will. But does that mean I will now make it my career to be offended? Praise God. Praise God. Are you with me today? So this is our secret. I'm telling you the secret of long life in this place. That's why we don't bury. Praise God. Long life. Long life. When you are 80, you are permitted. If you want to extend it, it's okay. Amen? But long life is in this place. Can I hear your amen? amen. Now, let me show you scriptures that affirm this. Psalm 34, 12 to 13. Psalm 34, 12 to 13. It's in the Old Testament, and I want to link it to the New Testament for you. And I want you to do one thing. Do it for your children too. That your children too will have longevity when they exercise themselves unto godliness in this area. It's not everybody. Somebody once asked me, say, eh, but what? Listen to me. It's not everybody that has the total revelation of the scriptures. But the one you have, hold on to it dearly. Amen? Hold on to it. Amen? And the Lord will bless you. Are you still with me? All right. In Psalm 34, 12 to 13, he said, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. That is the key. Keep your tongue from evil and keep your lips from speaking Guile, deceit, itonje. I spoke in tongues. <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> Praise God. Don't, don't speak guile. Don't speak deceit with your mouth. When you deceive people, or you deceive your friend, or you are deceiving people around you, what you are doing is you are inviting something. Is short life 
Amen. That's what you are trading with. Don't deceive people. With your tongue, don't speak lies. There's no profit there. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. Do you desire life? Do you love many days? The Bible says you want to see good? Keep your tongue from evil. And he defined that evil for you. It's deceit. Where are you now? I'm on my way. He said, where are you now? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, I can never forget this girl. There was a time in my life. You, you, anyway, you know the person I'm talking about. I won't mention her name because I'm on the air. I deliberate, I intentionally adopted her. I call her even my first child in, the, in my home. So, uh, there was a time because God really sent me to her. That this one, the devil will not have you. So, I watched her like a hawk. My radar was on her 24-7. The day I too, I knew that this girl had given up. Was, this one is unbelievable. Of course, there will be days, I'll say, where are you? She'll say, da, 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 da. I'll just pick my car and I will drive to the exact place she was. And she was lying. I said, again, so I'll go back home. I'll say, where did you say you were last night? Okay, let me go to this one I wanted to say. She, did I say she? He or she? He or she went to Ottawa. See how far Ottawa is from here. I did not know I had to go and do an official assignment in Ottawa. He or she did not know. Okay? So I got to Ottawa. That time, he or she had not called home for some days. So when I got to Ottawa, I now remembered there was a family friend I was supposed to go and see. I said, no, I don't think I will have the time. But one way or the other, if another friend just came to pick me, picked me, I said, on the way, he said, I need to get to somewhere. Pastor, I hope you don't mind. I said, let's go. And when we drove to the place, boom, lo and behold, I saw her there. It was as if the ground should open up and swallow me, sir. Praise God. Huh? Praise God. After that episode, she just came on. He, did I say she? <laughs> he or she just came to me, knelt down, said, I give up. <laughs> no more. I'm sure he or she is watching us now. Praise God. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Amen. Let there be no guile in your lips. Let there be no guile in your mouth. And you will live many days. Look at it. That was the Old Testament, but let's bring it to the New. In the New Testament, Peter, in 1 Peter 3.10. Please put it on the screen. Let's begin to bring this to a close. 1 Peter 3.10. Are you there? If you got it, say I got it. Peter quotes the same psalm that I just read to you. For he that will love life 
and seek good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile, no deceit from their lips. Notice, there's always a connection between obedience or godliness or God's promise for long life. We can see this again in God's promise to the children who honor their parents. And this is where I want to take you to. Please, parents, at home or in the auditorium here, train up your children. Train them that they know how to give honor. Praise God. It's not a popular thing these days. I know that. But we are of a different species. Are you listening to me? You have to do it intentionally. Praise God. Don't let any child in this house, are you listening to me? Say good morning as if he has muscle pull in the mouth. Praise God. Say good morning, you say it loud and clear. You say it intentionally. It's absolute, unacceptable what we see in our society today. We are the light of the world. We should bring correction. And we can bring correction through our own children. Praise God. In Ephesians 6, 1 to 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Longevity, long life is coming as a result of practicing that covenant. It's godliness. You might think it's culture. Some people think it's, it's godliness. Training up your child to honor. And every time you do it, this morning I was just cooling my son. I carried my Bible this morning. I, know, I carried this one and this one. We came in together at about 8.30 a.m. this morning. And I was carrying my Bible and he was looking at me. I thought maybe he forgot, maybe he hasn't woken up. Because there's no coffee this morning. Okay, let's go. I opened the door. You entered. Ah, we've, we've, we did the first flight together. The staircase flight. Ah, ah. I said, come here. I said, what have I taught you when you see an elder? It's not that you see your father. You see somebody older than you carrying something. What do you do? Say, I'm sorry, dad. He just asked for it. Even though it's a very light one, I'm not tired. To, do I look tired to carry something? I should even carry everything with my size. But, but see, you have to teach them and train them. Say, co collect it first. Then leave it up to me. Let me, give me the first option of refusal. Let me be able to say to you, don't worry, son. God bless you. But then I'll be carrying something in the morning. Are you What's that? What's that? So let, there are some God bless you that comes from within. Let it, let it be overflowing over you. I said, sorry. Yeah, I said, good. I said, because that's the way I trained you. Somebody of, of recent accused me. said, oh, he came. It's an elderly person. He said, he came. I passed. I didn't greet him. I said, ah, thank God my uncle is in the house there. I said, ah, it's not me. He said, ah, he said it's you. I said, sir, it's not me. The way my parents treat, they trained me, if I start a greeting business today, I'll be very successful. <laughs> ah, greeting. Greeting in my house. 
in the place. I, my uncle is there. My uncle is there. Huh? You, greeting. We can greet dog. We will greet everything in his greeting. <laughs> Praise God. There was one elderly woman who came to stay with us for some time in our, in our house when I was growing up. I think I greeted that woman three times in the morning, within an hour. She said, ah, you have greeted me before? I said, ah, I don't want to say it in the mother's hands. I want to say, it's never too much, ma. Because the first time, you might say you didn't hear me. The, se- the second time, you might say you didn't see me. The third time, you say it looked like my brother. So by the time I do it three times, ah, you, must, you must know I greeted you. Praise God. Anyway, that's an overkill. I'm not saying go that far, but praise God. But teach your children while they are small to honor their parents so that they can live long lives and fulfill life. Amen? It is very, very important that we do practice that. Amen? You see, the Bible says the secret things belong to God. And the things that are revealed belongs to who? Belongs to us and our children forever to do them. Deuteronomy 29, 29. So when God showed me the principle of longevity, I knew it was not only for me. Things that are revealed belong to who and who? To belong to us and our children. I know longevity belongs to him too. So I must teach him, teach him from while he's young. That he understand. Thank God I collected that for my own parents. Even though I don't know whether they knew this revelation when they were teaching us how to greet. Praise God. When the elderly man that I said said, he saw me that I didn't, I said, the way I was trained, no way. I would have greeted you. He said, while he was still trying to argue with me, I went on the floor for him. Just for him to quickly understand that there's no, there's no proud, there's no pride about this thing. That greeting. Please, it's a, it's, a, it's a honor thing. It's not a cultural thing. If this generation is losing the principle of honor, don't join them to lose it. If God put it there before the foundation of the world, you yourself add yourself to it. That I'm part of those who will honor. These are the days you see a senior citizen on the bus and people cannot stand up for the senior citizen. Why? That's wrong. A senior citizen is sitting down. And that tells you that it's not a cultural thing. It's a honor principle. Praise God. You see an elder on the line, and you two are on the line. Let the person go. Your legs are still strong. Amen? When you are at this age or at her age, you don't know what it means to have, to be standing online like that. Then you say, you don't care. It's your fundamental human rights. You soon know what is fundamental. Praise God. Are you with me today? Praise God. Oh, there are many more things, but I think we've learned enough today. Is that good? Praise God. Let's stand on our feet like a champion. Praise Thank God. you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and God bless you.